Today's episode of No Dunks is brought to you by NetSuite. Successful companies know faster growth requires the right tools. If you're doing one, ten, or hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue, NetSuite by Oracle gives a full picture of your business, finance, inventory, HR, customers, and more, all in one place. Over 19,000 companies trust NetSuite, the world's number one cloud business system. Schedule your free product tour right now and receive your free guide, Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits, at netsuite.com slash listen. That's netsuite.com slash listen. I can't see anything that I don't like about you. But you will. And I'll get bored with you and feel trapped because that's what happens with me. Okay. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Friday, February 14th. Love is in the air. Happy Valentine's Day, y'all. I'm J.E. Skeets, and alongside me, as always, the Harry to my Sally, Tass Mellis. Thanks, man. We got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. Ayo. Ayo. The international man of mystery, taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friends. And last but not least, making the magic happen is J.D. Hello. There he is, and here we are. Guys, follow us on social media, especially this All-Star Weekend, Twitter and Instagram, at No Dunks Inc. You know we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash No Dunks Inc. Well, I guess it's official. We're now on Facebook. Email us your NBA questions and comments. Keep them coming. No Dunks at theathletic.com. And hey, don't forget to grab your official No Dunks merchandise at nodunks.com. And if you are listening to this on a Friday and you're coming to our live show in Chicago Saturday night, might want to bring uh, a cool $20. <laughs> Make it crispy. Because we're going to have some special No Dunks All-Star gear for you to possibly purchase. So, yeah, that's uh, for everybody that's coming out to Shuba's Tavern on Saturday night in Chicago. we got to record this podcast and then get on a plane and get there. So let's get right into it, guys. We will make some Rising Stars predictions for that game tonight. Tass has Worst of the Week. Nominees and a winner. we got the Pun Gun Tweet of the Night, all that good stuff. But a couple great games to take us into All-Star Weekend on TNT last night. Let's start with the, I guess I should always say one was on TNT. Had the uh, two games going at once, which was actually sort of fun, uh, bouncing back and forth at the end there. But anyway, the first one, the big one on TNT, Jason Tatum scored 39 points. Celtics hold off the Clippers 141-133 in double overtime. This was a... this was one of the best games of the year. And just the shot-making going back and forth, obviously going into the double overtime. And uh, Jason Tatum, did he make the leap right before <laughs> our very eyes last night? That's what everybody's saying. An unbelievable game from him. He's been making the leap all season, actually. A lot of those moves, you saw that one, that Kevin McHale sort of spin move in the post. He's made that a lot. He, uh, one of the criticisms I've had of him coming into this season is he settles for too many mid-range bad shots early in shot clock. He does seem to be getting away from that, and he's realizing he's got a lot more action when he goes down low. He's athletic, he's long, he's kind of tall, and... Uh you kind, know, of, kind of tall. Yeah, well, he, he, I think he... It's not eight feet tall. No, no, no. But I, but I think he's kind of just big for a, for a small forward, if you mm-hmm. know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and anyway, I, I just feel that uh, he, last night, he, he on the national stage, he really stood out because there was no fatigue in him. He kept hitting big shots. He kept taking uh, on the responsibility, especially without Jalen Brown there. Uh, I thought he was brilliant. Apart from that one three-pointer in the end of overtime was a bit of a bit of a bomb. But you know what? If it goes in, he's a hero. Yeah, so. yeah but you're right. He had like six or seven huge plays mm-hmm. offensively and then defensively also, you know, for, the, for a good chunk of that night, guarding Kawhi Leonard. Uh, so doing it on both ends. Tied at 109. He had that little ball fake to Shamit. Um, he sort of bit to go to the corner, nailed the triple. Celtics up one, one thirty to go. Uses a little high pick uh, to get Montrezl Harrell on him, and that's when he hit that beautiful fadeaway jumper. That yeah. was gorgeous, just outside the key. And then in overtime, Celtics are down one. The one you were talking about, Lee, fifty-five seconds left. He gets uh, sort of double teamed near the block, a little up and under for Kevin McHale. And then a little, a little bit later, sees up one, twenty-eight seconds, pick and roll with Kemba. He blows by Kawhi. Just see you later, blows buddy. Blows by him. He tucked the ball down like a running back, and then kicks it off the glass. And then, you know, a couple big plays in the double overtime, too. Seas were up two at this point, but two minutes left. That's when he shook Shamit. I mean, nearly Poor dropped Paul the kid. Poor uh, Shamit. <laughs> yeah, he was on ice last night. And he attacked the paint on that one. He absorbed contact. No foul was called, but he scored. And then, yeah, and then even the one that he set up Gordon Hayward uh, very late in that double overtime sort of iced the game. He was he was special on, on both ends. Yeah, this is the evolution of Jason Tatum. He looked 
amazing. Uh, he he showed how much bigger he is than Kawhi Leonard, actually. Um, that height, being able to defend Kawhi Leonard, which is crazy. He's, he's a good 6'9", and he has bulked up big time coming into the season, and that has helped in the way he brushes guys back when he gets into the lane. Mm-hmm. Uh, the question was, would he just be a, hey, left left to right, right to left, left to right, let that thing fly from three-point land or from a long two, but he's showing that if that shot's not there, he'll get into the lane, push you back, and if you step up on him, he can get to the rim. So he's showing that he has got the full package most of the time, not all the time, yeah. but uh, he's showing that um, – He's, he's stronger. He's he's getting more decisive, and yeah, this is this is what everybody was waiting for in terms of his evolving, and it's it's coming. He's becoming their best player, even though Kemba Walker might be their finisher sometimes. He he's showing that he is definitely uh, a little bit more versatile because of how big and how long he is. The decisiveness was what was huge to me. Was it, I don't know if it's true, but it feels like. Like you're saying, Tass, in the past it would be right, left, right, left, right, left. Fake, 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 fake. Then I'm going to go get my shot. Last night that was not the case. It was like as soon as he got the ball and saw the advantage, two dribbles to the hole, it was a layup. He was just putting his head down and just got rid of all the superfluous jukes and that kind of stuff. It was just really, really impressive. And like you're saying, Skeets, the defense on Kawhi to actually have the length, the athleticism, the the timing to be able to challenge like those weird fadeaways that Kawhi hits over basically everybody. And I mean – he can still make him. The shot's still getting off. We'll see some crazy bounces, no doubt about it. But Tatum is putting the work on both ends of the court, and it's really paying off. They call him 12-time Tatum. Uh, the GOAT guys do. Uh, so I guess we got 11 more years after this because he looks like he's going to be an all-star yeah, every they, single season. Yeah, they call him that because uh, they've been saying for a while he'll make 12 all-star games. Mm-hmm. Before he even made his first one, they were saying that. Uh, and he was huge. Tatum and Smart combined for 16 of Boston's 27 points in the overtime periods. Um, and you said Shamit, you know, Tatum did him dirty. <laughs> Kemba Walker Kemba Walker didn't e- did him even worse there in the in the double overtime. I can't believe he didn't fall down. I mean, <laughs> yeah. good thing he stood up. And he had a good game. And Shamit, He sent the game to double overtime. 100%. 100%. Know. Yeah, let's talk about the controversial uh call but no call in in terms of a continuation. Did the rest blow it at the end of the first overtime with Lou Williams in the corner? Um, should that have been a four-point play? Because one official, Dedrick Taylor, I believe, he, he signaled that it was. Like, he gave the, like, count it right and away. one. Yeah, and then here comes Scott Foster, and the other official had his back sort of to the play and said, no, 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 that was – he fouled him before he went up and, and took the shot. What did you think about that one? That's a bang-bang. Yeah, it, it is, and it's such a weird thing because no one really knows when it is just a no, it was still on the ground versus when he's in his motion. Lou goes into his motion, but I think my only thing is Lou almost goes for the rip-through move a little. That's the only thing the looking at the tiniest re- bit, But But that, that's what I'm saying is they're, they're saying, no, you're going for the rip-through, but Lou loves to go left and to fade away, and so he's getting into that motion. So I, I thought the Clippers were unlucky on it because what else was he doing really in that moment? He wasn't... Yeah, unfortunately, the move he made looked exactly like the rip-through move. I mean, he was doing a rip-through, but he was really shooting it. Yeah. It wasn't just to draw the foul. Right. Yeah. But the, that, that continuation, I mean, it's so... It, it just changes virtually on, on whichever ref is on the call and, and, and how the play is going. But well, as we just saw, yeah, we had one official saying it should have counted. Yeah. It should have been a four-point uh, opportunity. Now, he may have been on the line, too. They may have looked at that. Right. Uh, his foot might have been on the line, so maybe it was. A, yeah. It would have been a possible three-point play with the free throw. But yeah, he. One guy saying Dedrick Taylor saying yep, and the other guy's going no, 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 no. So like right there, like you said, one particular play, and there's a disagreement on that. Yeah. Lou was pissed. You don't oh. see Lou Williams that upset. And the refs regularly, you know, well, that, especially because a ref was right in his yeah. face making the four-point call. Yeah. I mean, that's why. I'd be pretty upset if a guy said, yeah, but I, I think it was a real bang, bang call. And it's not surprising that one ref said four point play and one point one ref said, hey, it's on the floor. Yeah. According to NESN, during Doc Rivers media availability in the hallway outside the locker room after the game, Gordon Hayward actually walked out and uh, who was involved in that play, of course. And that prompted Rivers to jokingly give Hayward a hard time. He said he <laughs> looked at Hayward and said, Gordon knows he fouled him. And then Hayward responded, that was close. That was close. <laughs> and then Rivers said, and I love this, let me say this. When NBA players say it's close, it means it's a foul. <laughs> Doc might have a point. Uh, Fair. If Hayward was even admitting, yeah, it was close. Like, does that actually mean, yeah, I sort of got him while he was shooting there. But, uh, yeah, that was obviously a big play. Now, the funny part is, of course, Shamit ends up hitting the three to force the double overtime. 
Um, so in a weird way, it maybe didn't matter because again, he may have been on the line, so it wouldn't have been a possibility to take the lead. You know what I'm getting at here, but what a, what a game. I mm. mean, Lou Williams with the 35, eight and six, two blocks for Lou Williams too. Had Montrose a two handed Harrell. dunk. Too. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he was, uh, he was on fire. Montrose Harrell had the good stat line, obviously smart hitting a bunch of threes. Um, I thought Hayward really was pretty game. good for yeah. shooting six for 21. He was really in the mm. overtimes. He, he was just making plays, uh, defensively getting rebounds, 13 boards on the night. He blocked one shot. I thought he had two blocks. Maybe that was the one they gave him a steal on uh, in overtime, but uh, just making winning plays down the stretch, and the team has come together nicely to be able to run lineups out every single night where it almost feels like somebody's going to miss a game here or there for the Celtics, one of their four or five wings, but they've got four or five wings. Just slide them up a position, and nothing's the problem. Yeah, Paul George had to leave this game. Um, you know, he didn't play in the second half because of, uh, I believe, what is it, a hamstring, hamstring injury? Yeah, yeah. re-injury. Watching Paul George in this game early on, I mean, he was doing nothing. So it's, it's almost like it, it makes more sense now that then the injury is sort of assessed and he's, like, not playing because it's like he was literally doing nothing out there. There were so many possessions where he was just not involved. He was just watching. Um, so, yeah, hopefully the Clippers fans are uh, holding their breath that it's not too severe here. He's got the All-Star weekend off, so that's yeah. that's good. He can rest up. Yeah, the worrisome part is that he he's already injured that hamstring, yeah. and those things don't go away. So no. that's uh, seemingly that's the knock on Paul George right now is that he can't get healthy, and that that is a worry going forward for this team, big time. Related news from this game during the game's first time out, the Celtics surprised fans with a video presentation to announce Kevin Garnett's number five will be retired during the 2020-21 season. I thought the video tribute or presentation or whatever you want to surprise was awesome with the uh, I Got Five on it, playing <laughs> a super slow version of that and had the KG scream at the end. So KG's number will go up right beside Paul Pierce's 34 there. Not a surprise. Maybe maybe yeah. that he's being uh, retired with the Celtics before the Wolves? Yeah, that's a, I guess that's, that's the surprise. shock. Yeah. yeah, you're right, though. Not a surprise that he would have his jersey retired by the Celtics. I mean, he... And Ray Allen, when they joined with Paul Pierce, really put the Celtics back on the map after, I mean, they were had some decent teams with Antoine Walker and Paul Pierce, but they were never a title contender. And then for almost the entirety of KG's run with the Celtics, a title contender with an identity based around Kevin Garnett as a defensive guy who's going to yell in your face and talk trash to you. So that's pretty cool. I hope it means they will retire Ray Allen's number. There's a lot of animosity yeah. between all those guys, but if they're putting Paul Pierce up there, if they're putting Kevin Garnett up there, how can you not put Ray Allen? During KG's six years of Boston, five-time All-Star, four-time All-Defense, he uh, was the Defensive Player of the Year as well. And like you said, first time leading the Celtics to a championship in over 20 years. Why was there Makes a sense. video tribute on this day, Thursday, February 13th? What? what why? why? Why did they pick this day? Just to, to, to say, hey, we're retiring his jersey. I'm just curious. Yeah, they they, <laughs> yeah. had, they it, had to make sure Paul to... Pierce wasn't going to be offended, so they just picked this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they picked this night, thinking like he won't be paying attention. Yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, I guess just closest. to surprise the fans. I mean, it was a surprise to everybody. No, you know, this didn't leak, right? I oh. guess so it's closest to the All Star Weekend, and it's hey, this is the most uh, coverage yeah. we can get for it, possibly. But uh, yeah, I'm sure he'll be. Retired by the Wolves as well, you right? Would, you would think so. Um, a date Although he's, a got a, he's got a little bit of a fractious relationship there with the ownership. Uh, Quite too. fractious. Yeah. What a word. Fractious. <laughs> I did say that one. <laughs> yeah, he and, uh, he and Glenn Taylor apparently have fallen out big time, so I wonder if they will retire at... Uh, got to patch things up there. Yeah. yeah. Um, the date for Garnett's uh, Celtics jersey retirement ceremony has not yet been announced, but it will be in the 2021 season. Awesome, awesome game to, again, take us into uh, into the All-Star break. It wouldn't end. I thought it was just going to keep on going. We yeah. Right into the rising stars, it looked like, for a second there. Uh, anything else from that game? Clip Celtics? No? Let's move on then. Gallinari, Chris Paul, pushed the thunder past Zion Williamson and the Pelicans, 123-118. Another really, honestly, great game, uh, both going on simultaneously for the most part. Gallinari, he was the Tatum in this one. He scored 11 of his 29 points in the fourth quarter, um, hitting big shot after big shot. As uh, the Pelicans made a run, made it interesting. Zion had his, like, I love these, like, six- or seven-minute Zion takeovers that we're getting here because uh, he really helped them get back into this game, and Lonzo was hitting some threes. But it was the rooster. It was Gallo. <laughs> uh, he, was the, he was the Chris Paul for OKC in this one. He hit some just great shots, and he's a big dude, too, that's tough to guard when he's got it going. 
Thunder are good at closing out games, you know, and I think Chris Paul leading the way early on has sort of shown how these other guys can uh, end the game because, as you mentioned, when Zion came on, he immediately changed the game and impacted the game, and it looked like this was going to be another big moment for him where he was going to take the Pelicans over the edge but weren't able to do it. But there was a, a moment as well there where he went up basically straight into the body of Stephen Adams and almost just pushed him out the way, which is one of the hardest things... <laughs> to do now Stephen you know there was a little bit of momentum there as well but still like we, we're talking about Zion you know still sort of flexing his muscles a little bit and you can already see that he feels so confident with that body contact that he can get anybody out of the way mm-hmm. and uh, and that, that's pretty exciting but yeah I thought um, otherwise the Pelicans without Zion on the floor looked a little uh, a little sl- sluggish is not the right word but they just didn't have that same um, potency Mm-hmm. Offensively, yeah. and and Zion comes out and just changes it already. So, this is uh, this is going pretty well for the Pelicans, considering, you know, we wondered if we were even going to see Zion at all this season, and now he's coming out and immediately affecting games in such a positive way. So, uh, I'm excited to see him in the uh, Rising Stars game tonight. Yeah, the Pelicans are there's six games behind the Grizzlies in the eight spot in the loss column. It's a that's a lot to overcome here. It's doable. We've seen teams come back in the second half of the season, like probably more than that actually um but i mean do you like their chances of that happening the way the grizz have been playing and the other teams still in the mix too blazers and spurs like are the pelicans really going to make the playoffs this year and does it even matter to you uh i don't think they'll make the playoffs and that doesn't matter to me because i think they're going to be playing as a playoff team as a spoiler team for the rest of this season so Mm -hmm. they can see what they have for next season that's basically the reason that david griffin kept drew holiday and Derek favors around was so that they can have a look at what's going to happen uh for the 2020-21 season Mm. so zion is still going to be playing as hard as he possibly can they're going to try and get him as many minutes as he can down the stretch but six games is a lot (laughs) is a lot to make up especially considering the grizzlies haven't fallen off at all If, if a young team were Uh, to just go in the tank and they just uh, go on a terrible losing streak whereas the Pelicans flip it and go on a huge winning streak that's how they get back in the mix but six games with uh, what 28 remaining something Mm. like that that's tough yeah Yeah. and teams in their way as well with with the Blazers and the Spurs two veteran teams that are going to be going for the playoffs I think it's very very slim unfortunately we have reached the point already with Zion Williamson I mean you were talking about him Lee how impressed you are that we, I mean, it's tough not to lead when talking about a game in Zion played, even if that team lost, the Pelicans lost, without talking about him. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, he, we've already reached this point because he's, he's, again, he set another career high, looked fantastic at times, you said, like, just throwing his weight around against big guys like Adams. And it's like, oh, yeah, they didn't even win the game. But it's like, it's it's difficult yeah. not to, like, start addressing him as the, as the key story in this. Though... Props to Steven Adams for hitting his first career oh. three-pointer, <laughs> hitting the 55-foot bomb, one-handed bomb, then he dropped a little shimmy oh, on everybody. That shimmy was just beautiful. It was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen, you know? I wish he uh, did it a little longer. That would be my only complaint. It was a quick shimmy, and then they were off to the locker room. But yeah, That is the first, first shot put three we've seen, isn't it? I that, think. What a shot that yeah. was. His well, sister's like a, yeah. an Olympic shot putter, right? So runs in the family. Maybe he should start shooting more threes. <laughs> He's strong enough. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> That's for sure. So, yeah, it's a good good win from uh, the Thunder here. And they're just, uh, you know, Gallinari was huge, as I said, down the stretch. But Truder, another great game from him. Uh, Adams did his work. Chris Paul had his moments. Like, And this team, they went on the road. I mean, these are road warriors here. They just go and get it done. And Gentry said it. Like, they just have a way of hanging around in games and closing them out um, time after time. Will they be able to give anyone a scare in a first-round series? I think so, for I think sure. they'll give them a series, yeah, I do, yeah. I do too. I, I don't know if they'll win. I mean, of course, it depends who they're playing. Mm-hmm. Are they playing the Nuggets? Are they playing the Jazz? Are they playing the Rockets? Like it, 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 That all depends, matchups-wise. But, yeah, there's no way they're like being swept. There's just, there's just no way. They're winning some games, and it, hopefully it's like a seven-game series. Everybody sort of agree with that? See some nodding of the heads? Oh, Certainly. I do, yeah. Yeah. No, you do. You're high on OKC. Oh, I, I, I really enjoy watching them play, too. I think they're a fun team to watch. I love Gilgis Alexander. Schroeder has been really good for them, too. And we've talked a ton about Chris Paul this season. So yeah. I uh, I think they're a fun watch, and, and they play hard. And as we as we said, if the game's close, I have a lot of faith in them being able to finish it off. So right. that's what they need to do, keep, keep games close. The NBA announced on Thursday that Pelicans forward Nicola Melli will replace Sun Center DeAndre Ayton in the 2020 Rising Stars game tonight. 
Melly is a 29-year-old Italian. Whoa. Yes, he's going to play for Team World, of course. Aiden will miss the All-Star Weekend due to injury. And earlier in the week, we learned that Heat rookie Tyler Hero was replaced by Cavs guard Colin Sexton. He will play for Team USA. So we're going to make our All-Star Saturday night predictions and our Sunday All-Star game predictions tomorrow night at our live show in Chicago. I said that on yesterday's uh, podcast. But... Let's get our rising stars predictions out here. You said you're very excited for Zion tonight. Mm-hmm. It's a back-to-back situation. <laughs> You've got to be a little concerned about that. Yeah. I, I am curious, because I think it's possible, right, with Zion Williamson in this game and John Morant in this game, that could one of those two guys, or both of them together, playing on the same team, could what they do tonight in the rising stars be the highlight of the entire <laughs> weekend? Oh. I mean, could they, like, in a weird way, I know they're the first thing and it's always difficult on the Friday night, could they, at the end of it all, could we be like, oh, that was stuff they were doing in that game, that was maybe the the, <laughs> the most special moment of the week? I think it's in play with these two guys, but uh, what, you got predictions uh, for this game? Well, we need, we need a, like, a Dion Waiters-Tim Hardaway Jr. battle from about five years ago. Remember, they just went at each other, so we need Zion and... Oh, but they're on the same team, though, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, look, could we not see, maybe... <laughs> And I have high, high hopes for All-Star Saturday Night's Dunk Contest. I would not be shocked, though, that we see some dunks tonight in tonight's game, the Rising Stars, that are just as good, if not better. That's happened before. And, you know, it gets everybody yeah. talking and like, whoa, especially especially if Zion does something special or even Jaw. So, I don't know. I think that's out there. But we got the line on this one. I think Team USA, last I checked, was favored by 7.5 points because they do seem to have the more stacked team. No, yeah. f- no offense to Melly. Twenty-nine year old talent. But yeah, they've got the experience. Yeah. You know, a twenty-nine year old man but, on their team. Yeah, but there are a bunch of Canadians on that scrappy mm-hmm. world team. So mm-hmm. I mean, who's who's taking this? Uh, who's taking this victory? And there's going to be is there going to be any defense in it? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, the no. other thing for the world roster is I, I think someone like Doncic is barely going to play as well. I think. Uh, so you don't think Doncic and Trey Young will get get a whole lot of burn here? Well, Trey Young might, um, but I, I. So why I, do you say not Doncic? Well, just because he's coming off. Still offer off oh, an injury, okay. um, so and and I mean I know Trey Young's playing in the game on Sunday as well, so I just sort of feel that Doncic won't play. Uh, I think that favors Doncic to play more because he's got some young legs. He hasn't been playing a lot. He had sat seven games, then he played on Wednesday night, and he played thirty three minutes, I think. Yeah, uh, and he looked or thirty one minutes, and he looked awesome. I think the worry is John Zion playing yesterday. Maybe they don't play as much. In Zion, you mean? Yeah. Jaw. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jaw, Jaw did Williams. not, yeah. He's got a day off. Right. These are kids, too. What are we talking yeah, about? They're, I think they're they can fresh. play. It's not a hard game. So who do you guys like? <laughs> you guys like... No, uh, that's, why, that's why Zion is the favorite, because you just expect him to get 98 dunks. Yeah, that's... Because no one's going to be stopping him, are they? Yeah, I mean, oh, no. that's the thing. I think you can... Zion should set the rookie game, or the Rising Stars game record for rebounds here. The record was Drummond with 25 rebounds. Remember that? Like, he had yeah. 25 rebounds, just went on and rebounded like crazy. I don't think there's anybody on the world team who weighs over 200 pounds. It's all skinny guys. Yeah. Zion's just going to be flying around. Nobody's going to want to touch him during a Rising Stars game. Go for 30 boards. got to get fat like America, you uh, world. <laughs> right. Let's go. Yeah, this uh, we almost have to hope for some just crazy, crazy oops or dunks from these guys. Because this game honestly generally sucks Mm. it's never good it seems it looks like it's going to be fun you know you got all the great young names there and it's just always a bore that's why you you bring up that this could be the highlight of the weekend you gotta gotta have a miracle for this to be the the highlight of the week the dunks would have to be well yeah or the rest of the weekend stinks that's a possibility too don't discredit that. That's possible. But uh, you're right. This game usually just is a disaster. To me, like the most memorable moments that I can even think of in the past 10 years are Kyrie Irving crossing over Brandon Knight. There was like the whole back and forth with that sort of thing. Lee is right. Deion Waiters versus Tim Hardaway. And then I think it was Greg Monroe stealing John Wall's oop off the uh, floor. Remember yeah. that game where it turned into like the last three minutes where just everybody standing at half court. One guy tries to do a dunk. It was cool when Greg Monroe interrupted that. But that to me is kind of like the defining quality of the rising stars game is that the last five minutes it's literally just here you take turns doing dunks. yeah yeah this and, isn't uh, a real game i would add uh was it jay rich off boozer's head <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> i would throw that in there but that, again that's I'm, almost like 20 yeah, years yeah. ago at this point uh, a mem- yeah a memorable moment a moment and uh and um jason williams as well mm. the elbow pass. also 20 years ago yeah i know it's wild <laughs> uh okay so who do you got winning the game and who do you have as a as your mvp favorite 
Let's get that. Okay. US. And I'm going to go with a bit of a dark horse. Kendrick Nunn's going to break Kyrie's three-point record and hit 12. Wow. Why not? Didn't Booby Gibson hit a ton? Oh, sorry. Was game? it Booby? No, it? I, don't, I don't know. I think Kyrie maybe. Yeah, maybe I thought Kyrie hit. had 11, but uh, maybe it was Booby. I know Booby hit a ton yeah. when he played. I think he hit 9 or 10. Okay. So, I mean, obviously, Booby you know. Booby hit 11, Jamal Murray, 9, Kyrie, 8. Oh, oh, Frank okay. Kaminsky nine. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> wow. Okay, so you like Kendrick Nunn to hit a ton of threes. Yeah. You, you got pretty good odds on Kendrick Nunn. Nine to one odds. Oh, nice. I'll take that. Kendrick nine to one. Um, okay. What do, I, what do you got, Tess? I'm just checking if Zion Williamson has played in a back-to-back situation yet. No, he hasn't. Yes. Don't yeah. like this. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Don't like It's going to be uh, the Luca show. Give me Luca. Taking it for Team World. Wow, Team World with the upset, says Tass. Mm. All right, Luca and a bunch of Canadians out there running around. Okay. I'll he's play a, it right down the middle. He's five to here. one odds. I'm going to go with USA and I'm going to go with Zion. The guy sat out for two months. This is his biggest moment of the weekend. This is what he wa- people want to see is Zion Williamson go out there and show out. Mm. Yep. Do it, buddy. Okay, so he's the favorite, five to two odds. I'm going to go Team USA with the victory, even though it hurts to pick against the Canadian boys. Um, and John Morant. As, as MVP of this game. Uh, now, Bleacher reports Joe Tanzi had a good point. The only concern with Morant's MVP candidacy in this is he's maybe split in time with Trey Young there at the point guard position, right? But maybe Young does rest up in this game. Maybe plays a couple minutes, keeps everybody happy. Him and Luka is a possibility because they're playing in Sunday's All-Star game and then they don't play a bunch. And I've compared John Morant to Penny Hardaway a bunch of times on this podcast. Well, then this would be perfect. Penny Hardaway won the inaugural huh. rookie soft game it was the sensations versus the phenoms back then it was <laughs> it wasn't the first and second year players it was just rookies uh, but penny scored 22 points he shot eight and nine from the floor of that game he had three assists this was back in 94 he was the leading scorer in the game and he won mvp despite losing crazy wow so anyway i think uh i think team usa is going to win anyway but john morant could put up you know he's going to have a ton of assists is the thing and if he gets your 20 points maybe he has like a crazy 20 and 15 type of line and they get the victory and he does a couple cool things that'll be enough so those are our picks for rising stars mvp let's hear from you guys so you lee's got kendrick nunn tass you're taking luka Doncic, trey's got zion and i got john morant Let's hear from you guys. At No Dunk Sink, who you got? Let's get to Worst of the Week. Ladies and gentlemen, the Worst of the Week. A runner-up and a winner this week. The runner-up is Lee Ellis, because when he did an ad read for the Quip toothbrush this week, he really struggled in recommending to brush regularly. Listen. Brush two minutes twice a day and replace your brush regularly. Brush two minutes twice a day and replace your brush regularly. Regularly. <laughs> regularly. Regularly. <laughs> brush two minutes twice a day and replace your brush. <laughs> brush two minutes twice a day and replace your brush regularly. <laughs> <laughs> Regularly. <laughs> Regularly. Hey, you got it. Hey. You got there? Yeah. Just do it on the rig. <laughs> we got there. We got there. Hey, reading is tough sometimes. It's tough. It happens to the best of us. Uh, and it's not an easy word when you look at no. it. Mm-mm. You got it now? Let's hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Regularly. Oh, no, no, no. Regularly. Yeah. <laughs> trying to add a little too many L's in there. No, right? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. You're hitting the R hard. Yeah. Real hard. Yeah. I think that's what it is. It's just how I say it is probably just different. But I am getting both L's in. It's just subtle the first time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, but the winner, the winner this week is uh, a police officer in Alameda or Alameda County. Not sure how you pronounce that. In the Bay Area. Backstory. Raptors president, Masai Ujiri, was involved in an altercation with a police officer in Oracle Arena in June when the Raptors won that thing. He was trying to get to the podium to celebrate with his team. This officer wouldn't allow him to go through. Now, details are sketchy at this part because... Nobody really knows exactly what happened, but there were some hands placed on the body of the other 
whether it was the cop and Messiah or Messiah to the cop, who knows the exact details, but there was a, a bystander video that came out afterwards where the cop was extremely hot and had to be sort of held back from Messiah Ujiri. Messiah Ujiri was sort of being talked away from it as well. Um, it was reported he didn't have his credentials, blah, blah, blah. That's the backstory. It's reported in October that no criminal charges would be brought against Ujiri. But now the officer is suing Masai Ujiri. According to the lawsuit, the officer wants a trial, general damages in excess of 75 grand, as well as punitive damages, medical and incidental expenses, future medical and incidental expenses, not just now, but future too, <laughs> loss of earnings, pre-judgment interest, property damage, what? Legal fees and any other relief the court would find because he suffered and will continue to suffer physical, mental, emotional, and economic injuries, including but not limited to lost wages, lost opportunity for financial gain, future earning capacity, and past and future medical care and expenses. Sweet mother of mercy. Not to get into all of those like legalese terms and all that, but come on. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it, it's a little nuts. Uh, and, I, you know, the bystander video does not reveal what happened. Maybe Masai was extremely angry and threw the officer around. Uh, who knows? That's unlikely. And I, I kind of have a dog in this uh, quasi fight, but can't shake myself from thinking the officer is going a little mm, nay, a lot overboard yeah. in this situation. Time to let it go, I think, in this situation. Yeah. He was on a power trip. And, okay, Masai probably had his credentials in a pocket or in his hand or something. There is a video or a photo I've seen where he has his credentials. Maybe he had pulled it out at that point to say, hey, I'm Masai Ujiri. My team just won a championship. <laughs> Let me on the damn court. Because that's, I mean, you've got to assume the officer's, like, trying to do his job and not let everybody out there, but... Uh, Holy moly. And then to do that, like, yeah, I'm sure there was some pushing because Masai's like, let me out there. What are you talking about? And you are, you're, you're on a power trip here, man. Crazy, crazy. But let this go. Let, well, great, great worst of the week. He's going to be in the running for worst of the year. Oh, he's mm -hmm. got to be the leader right now. The clubhouse <laughs> leader then, by uh, far. Yeah. And, and, have, you, and have you been following the Knicks season? Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah I know. <laughs> this is a lot of weirdo. Easy guys, he could, <laughs> he could come note. after us oh for God. hurt feelings. Oh, yeah. sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. Punitive damages and all that. Yeah, and and physical and emotional distress. Yeah, and uh, loss of earnings. Don't get that one. Yeah. Don't Did get a get lot fired? of these. Did he get suspended? They uh, should fire. Well, he's not I, helping I his do chances. not think so. <laughs> I, I do not think anything happened. But who knows? Hmm. All right, congrats to him on the. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's maybe loss of wages because the. Raptors beat the Warriors. <laughs> and now the Warriors suck, and that's less pay duties for him to <laughs> work. Yes. Oh, there yeah. was, there was he, no Game Seven. He didn't get to work the parade. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yep. He's maybe still... he's got a case. Wow. Maybe he's got a case. Mm. Wow. Yeah, and and future damages as well. Maybe because the Raptors. Yeah. Beat the Warriors. Kevin Durant didn't come back, right? Right. So <laughs> yeah. that, that that hurt them in the future. Too. So yeah, he should really be suing Masai Ujiri, Kawhi Leonard, mm -hmm. Kyle Lowry. Mm. Navbacha. Yeah. yeah. Brought all those Canadians down to chant the anthem in the Golden State Arena. Oh, that probably emotionally affected them. It, to this day. It clearly. Is, it's upsetting. It's upsetting. Yeah. You <laughs> eight hear, months later you hear a bunch of Canadians sing the Canadian national anthem <laughs> on your soil? It's going to have an effect on you <laughs> in the immediate and in the future. You can I, never hear the anthem again. And we've been at uh, a lot of these NBA events. We're told to never photograph our credentials. So maybe Masai Ujiri <laughs> was taking a photo with a fan, right. had to take it off. And, yeah, there was a photo of him with it in his hand yeah. afterwards. Yeah. So maybe he showed him yeah, that's what I a think. little late um, to his liking. But, uh, sweet mother, just get over it. There's bigger problems. <laughs> sweet mother. <laughs> All right, let's fire the pun gun. It's pun gun time. Yeah. Well, Skeets, you said it off the top of the show. Mm. It's Valentine's Day. Love is in the air. Let's hear some NBA romance like Derek Roses. Yeah. Derek Dozen Roses. Very nice. Mm. Uh, just straight up Denzel Valentine. Oh, <laughs> nice, nice one. Straight up Colin Sexton. Smooch Paka. Kevin Love. Yeah. Kyle, Kyle Flowery. Oh, good one. I was going to say Kyle Cupidsma. <laughs> sure. Yeah. It's a bit of a stretch. Jason uh, Hot. Very nice. Uh, you can kiss your partner right on the Chris Boucher. 
Ooh, <laughs> maybe you could buy some Nicola jelly beans. <laughs> well, maybe I, I could. Uh, yeah, I don't know that at all, guys. <laughs> maybe I'll write you uh, Vince Valentine's Day Carter. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do what we always do and take a walk in the Jamal Murray. Mm. Jamal? Yeah, just uh, a mall. Oh, okay. <laughs> I did not get that. Huh? Uh, what, what else? What else? Uh, if you find yourself alone, you can always shack off. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, oh, I mean, yeah. Chocolate. Thunder Dawkins. Yeah, know. sure. Yeah, I, w- I was really getting hung up on Kiss and chocolate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, Jason, Jason Kiss. That's yeah. better than go. Russell Peters. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're flying through this drop because we got a flight to catch to Chicago. But let's get to tweet of the night. Mm, tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. If you guys think it's bad when Lee picks out a tweet early in the night and then goes to sleep, you're going to think this one is ridiculous because this is three days old. I love when someone else breaks the rules. It was a busy night last night. Had to pack, had to clean up a lot of urine. So here's an old tweet. Comes from Slam Online. You can only choose four. Oh, yeah. It's the dunk contest Mount Rushmore. This is also a great tweet. Who are you putting on? Here are their ten choices. Dr. J, Dominique, Jordan, Jason Richardson, Nate Robinson, Gerald Green, Blake Griffin, Vince, Josh Smith, and Zach Levine. Okay. Hmm. I'll give you my four so you guys can think about it for a second. I'll go Dr. J, Dominique, Vince Carter, Zach Levine. Interesting. No, my heart- MJ. Yeah. no MJ. That was my hardest choice was choosing between Neek and MJ. And, you know, I think you're getting Michael Jordan on the NBA Mount Rushmore. So let's let's let Dominique have the <laughs> 80s through 90s era of dunking. Mm. Vince, Neek, Dr. J, Zach for me. Wow. I'm so, everybody throwing Dr. J in there. I love the respect there for being the OG guy. It's like putting guy. George Washington up there. Yeah. 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 I, I don't think I have him in my mix, though. Okay. Uh, every, yeah. Vince on board. Zach Levine. I'm putting Jason Richardson and my fourth, yeah, oh, it's MJ or Neek. I'll go MJ. Sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. That's tough not to have Neek in there. What do you got there, Tess? Oh, it's tough. Vincent Levine locks. I'll probably go. I like the J- Jason Richardson pick. Kind of want to have Dr. J. More for the fro than the dunks. Uh, and the colored balls he had, too. Yeah. And the old hoop that he dunked on, yeah. the old hoop style in those ABA days. Yeah, curved, like the curved stanchion, very yeah. weird. Yeah, it's kind of neat if that comes along with it. <laughs> but uh, I think I'm taking Neek as my fourth. Going Neek. Anybody consider Tough. Aaron Gordon, despite never winning one? He was, they didn't put him on the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right, yeah, right, yeah. right. Oh, they only yeah. had winners. Probably, that makes sense. Yeah. I wonder who the least picked of this was. My guess would be Josh Smith. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, Nate Robb has, he won three, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah, it's either him or Josh, I think. Because yeah. even though he won three, they sort of... I think I'd rather have Josh Smith. Than, than, than Nate, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Nate was great with the kids, big for the kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you say Spud was on there? No Spud, no. Web. So, wow, there you go, mm-hmm. Nate over Spud. That's an interesting one. Also, right. a little addendum tweet. This one's from this morning, so it kind of balances out perfectly. <laughs> Zach Levine is practicing a 360 from the free throw line <laughs> while he is going through his three-point warm-ups. Yeah. I'm starting to get excited that he might be like like this you know like a Royal Rumble surprise entrance. Um, that would be awesome for this dunk contest. <laughs> that would be such an awesome way to do it. Yeah, I that mean, would be great. really, really would. Uh, the place would go bonkers. Oh, what if he just comes out like in jeans? They always have the professional ju- dunkers out there in jeans. He's like, fine, I'll do it. You guys want me to dunk? I'll dunk. Just goes out and does one dunk in jeans, a 360 oh, wow. from the free throw line, and walks out because wow. he's done for the weekend, anyways. Will he compete? Not a chance. <laughs> not a chance. <laughs> Unfor- unfortunately, Why? Why? not. Why? Why not a chance? Because, Come on. Because he's worked for years to be a basketball player since he was in the dunk contest. He doesn't want to be known as a dunker anymore. So That's understandable. He wants to be known as a three-point shooter now. <laughs> but he well, was going to go in it if he was in the, yeah. in the game. So he, yeah. still, he still wants to do it. Yeah, only if he's recognized for the thing that he's been working on for the last few years. That's understandable. He used to be a, known as a dunker. Now, the last few years, he's trying to be a basketball player. He doesn't want. He's he comes in the gym and works every day to be a basketball player, 
and now they're ju- people just want to label him as a as a dunker. <laughs> okay, okay. Why is he doing we'll this? Think about then? that. Why is he practicing this dunk? Well, what's the reason? No, I, I mean that's a good question. He is practicing a lot of dunks. Yeah. It's not just this one. Okay. He's got one Let's off go. the side of the glass, uh, like a, a, a reverse to the underside of the hoop. He's got another one just between his legs, like no problem. These, I mean, it's hard to say. Is he practicing or is this just something that Zach Levine does? True, it's like layup warm-ups for him. True, true. Just so there's video of this? Yeah, yeah, several. Josh J. Bulls Hoops is the place to go to see these. Oh, my. Okay. Come on. Come on, Zach. What? Yeah, what, what is he doing? I mean, this is like slap to the face if he doesn't go like yes. this. Yes. He's, like, he's like, hey, look at what I could have done. This, I don't know who's, I don't know if this guy is the one who's actually got the footage, but it looks more like an Instagram story of someone. So I would say Zach wouldn't want people to see these if he wasn't planning something. You know what I mean? Because then it's just this, it's just fueling the speculation. It's oh, like, for sure. oh, he's definitely going to do it. Woo! Great. I want to hear that. I want to hear that glass shatter. Yeah. I guess that's what Zach Levine's entrance music would be, the Bulls intro. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. All right. Great tweets there, plural. Pick'em results from Thursday night in the NBA. There were only two games. There was the one on TNT, and that was the game we were picking from. Clippers, Celtics. Boston was favored by one and a half. And they got it done in double overtime. <laughs> Back-to-back overtime losses for your boy Skeetsy. I'm screwed this month. I'm 2-7 and seven now. Tass and Trey also took the loss. Tass is 6-3. and three. Trey's 5-4. and four. Lee, the only one. You swerved. Took the Celtics. Got it done in double overtime. Like I said, you're 5-4 and four as well. We're not going to pick tonight. I mean, we got the Rising Stars game. <laughs> But uh, we'll we'll take a break over the weekend, and we'll pick this back up when the games start eh, basically a week from, well, yesterday. Yesterday, I guess, yeah. Tass will be paying. We haven't forgotten. Tass is going to be paying off his January pick'em loss during our live show in Chicago. And uh, we'll make sure to record that, get it up on our uh, social media accounts. Got something fun in store that we can do right there during the live show, Tass. Can't wait. I think it'll be very, very fun. Let's get to some rapid fire before we get on a plane. Let's go. Former NBA guard Darren Collison was spotted courtside at a Lakers game this week, sitting with team owner Jeannie Buss. Collison, who retired last season, was reportedly considering coming out of retirement to sign with the Lakers. However, Collison decided he wasn't ready to play again and decided to stay retired. When have you almost committed to something before eventually pulling out? Tass. Well, on a Christmas episode of this program talked about buying grass slides those uh, <laughs> slides the sandals were the bottom where your, your foot would rest just nice artificial grass they would have felt great but the grossness of that idea <laughs> just so overrode the uh, the comfort for me I you're never gonna wash artificial grass you're not gonna throw <laughs> them in the wash and I just couldn't stand the idea of having those on my feet all the time so it was tough it was tough they are they're appealing and I know some of our fans out there bought them because I mentioned them on the program so let me know if I should and uh, let me know how if you've got uh, a foot fungus going on <laughs> JD yeah, walking on grass it's not good. I don't know why that's a thing. You don't like what the feeling of about? grass between your mm-hmm. toes, my man? It's too much. I mean, that part of it's fine. It's too much mystery though, okay. with each step. You can't <laughs> see what you're stepping on. I mean, the beauty of these slides is that there's probably not dog do. Yeah, no, no, no. I, yeah, I get that. Or I could just wear slides. <laughs> no, every, yeah, one in every 20 pairs of these come with a little dog <laughs> yeah. crap right yeah. in there. You yeah. should have a random pebble that just pops up. <laughs> just there's a worm the in that one. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, my answer is uh, this This summer we are supposed to go to a wedding in New Brunswick. Uh, and... Uh, well, we've had to pull out because of uh, stupid green card stuff. So uh, oh. we are, we can't travel. We don't know if we're going to be able to travel. So they've been asking us and asking us and asking us. And we finally this weekend said, yep, yeah, we're just not going to be there. We're yeah. just not gonna, we can't do it. We can't do it. That sucks. Yeah, sucks so man. we are yeah. in the bad books. Trey. Reality TV fantasy sports. <laughs> you know, they suckered me into a Bachelor one <laughs> this year. <laughs> Didn't watch a single episode of The Bachelor. Forgot to get my picks in, starting with week three. So when the offer came, you want to join a Survivor Fantasy League, a show I know I'll be watching, had to say no. Uh, I don't know how you even score it. I don't even know how you win or yeah. lose. I just check in every day, and you're like, well, I guess I'm 14th out of 18 again. 
Bummer. This question uh, was not fair for these three guys. They have two kids each. Nobody was pulling out <laughs> of anything. After a win against the Indiana Pacers this week, Raptors big man Serge Ibaka told ESPN's George Sedano that he doesn't do drip, money, or fashion. Instead, Serge does art. When it comes to style, what do you do, Tass? I do imitation. I copy people. I see a guy trying a shirt on at Target. Yeah, I'll buy that. On Instagram, someone suggests I buy something. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll copy you. Copy you. Copy you. Isn't that... To me, that's fashion. 100%. JD. Uh, uh, Serge does art. I do canvas. And I just allow my blank canvas to be adorned by Stitch Fix. Which uh, is a company that I subscribe to, and by the way, is starting to sponsor some shows on the Athletic Network, but not this one for some reason. So come on, Wasserman, get on it. Hop on board, (laughs) baby! This is our new AK Threads yeah. Yeah, AK clothing. Threads clothing. <laughs> yeah, this is not an ad. I, I love Stitch Fix. So what? Love it. So and they uh, they just pick the clothes for you. They and pick send the. You a trunk? I have as I Amy is my stylist, although I'm suspect she is an algorithm, and that's fine. <laughs> that's totally fine. But I get a nice personal note from Amy every month, and she sends me uh, lovely clothes, and uh, I wear them. And if you don't like them, if I don't like them, them I send it back, and it's, it doesn't cost a thing. Great. Cool. Is it like you swipe right or swipe left? Is it like that? Sort of they thing? do have a little uh, game that you can play. It's like, would you wear this? Yes or no? <laughs> oh. And then they just—it's it's pretty fun. Maybe I think, it, I think there's another episode of Buff Boys coming up. Here, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Maybe it's Amy Lou, our former fashion stylist. She's a fashion stylist in Los Angeles. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Although I don't. I'm not as sharp as you guys are. Yeah. As you sure. guys were back in the. <laughs> oh yeah, we were amazing. <laughs> Trey. Search does art, I do science. I'm willing to experiment. I'll try anything. Several times. <laughs> I just like looking back at pictures and being like, oh, you idiot, what are you doing? Like, I can't wait to look at the pictures from like 2020 when it's 2040. I'm like, man, you are hairy and gray. <laughs> looking Beautiful. like Thomas Jefferson meets Beethoven. <laughs> okay, last question, guys. It's Valentine's Day today, and you are all happily married to much, much better halves. Tell me, what is the most romantic thing you have ever done for your partner, Tass? Ooh, this was hard. Uh, <laughs> this was a tough question. I asked, I asked my wife, I asked Danielle, and she said... Well, you're not really a romantic type of guy. <laughs> Boom. Strike one. Uh, well, we, we did go to a Boys to Men concert recently in the rain. It was an outdoor concert. I did bring an umbrella from the car, so we had to stand very close to each other. It was very romantic. And, and I even went to the step of getting a second umbrella from the car after a while. Oh, yeah. um, Gentlemen. It's not quite putting a jacket over a puddle, but it's as close yeah. as I'll ever get. It's <laughs> pretty good. JD. Uh, same, not a romantic person, but luckily <laughs> neither is my wife. But I did remember that I surprised her with a trip to Paris once, which I Whoa. guess is... Whoa. man, that's that romantic. Counts. That Jeez. counts. What? My mind. Big time. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was a bit of a, a to-do because I had to get... I went around her back and, and got her <laughs> her her uh, her time off from work. Oh, that's uh, very romantic. And then uh, kept it a surprise until the day before because uh, I didn't want to pack for her. Yeah. Or anything. So uh, <laughs> you, want, you don't want to go that far. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> because she wouldn't want that. She wouldn't want exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. So. Cool. Man, Trey, how are you going to top that one? Well, I'm super romantic, actually. <laughs> but Laura, she doesn't need romantic things. I asked her the same, and she, she's like, I don't know. Do the dishes and take the dog out? <laughs> she's like, I hate doing it, but you do things. it. But That's... she said really the most romantic thing was I learned how to cook. I'm pretty good in the kitchen now. I watch a lot of BA test kitchen videos, picking things up. I got an apron. So, you know, she she likes that she doesn't have to be the only one who's solely in charge of feeding our family and I like to see those ingredients turn into a meal mm-hmm mm-hmm always wear your apron uh, yeah I do always wear my apron last night I boiled pasta for seven minutes and I put on my apron oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah why not why not I'm cooking yeah. hey that's very romantic if you ask me romance doesn't always have to be about kissing and affection it's about the things you do to show your love That's and right. appreciation 100% Lily 100% what about you 
Ooh, well. <laughs> mm, I don't know if it's romantic to, um, but I proposed to my wife from a different country. I was going to say, is <laughs> Whilst using a phone card that was running down. <laughs> I thought you called her collect. No, no I didn't call her collect. I, I sort of wasn't expecting her to say yes, though, so. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to, you know, I had to then follow through with my proposal. Let me go get another card real quick. I'll come yeah. back. <laughs> yeah. Just before you sell me, just hang on. Yeah, quick. Hurry up, hurry up. It's about to run out. Yes. Okay, I'll see you soon. <laughs> <laughs> True romance right there. Casanova. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us. That's Rapid Fire. That's another uh, little quicker version of the drop because we are on our way to Chicago for the live show at Shuba's Tavern on Saturday night. We will get that up in podcast form across all our platforms, so make sure you subscribe to the show. And then we'll have another podcast on Sunday from Chicago, you know, recapping the Saturday night festivities and anything we get up to. I think we're getting a little run-in on Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. Going to try and hoop a little bit while we're in Chicago. That's you right. got something special in store. I won't we spoil it. got something it. special in store. Okay, yeah. okay. So again, keep your eyes on our podcast feeds for all those podcasts and make sure you follow us if you don't on Twitter and Instagram at No Dunks Inc. We'll try to share as much content as we can from our All-Star Weekend in Chicago. This is my 13th All-Star Weekend. Wow. Oh, man, I am getting old. Can't wait. I don't even care how cold it is. I love All-Star Weekend, baby. <laughs> so that means 13 consecutive Valentine's weekends you've been away from your partner, probably, isn't it? <laughs> Some flowers were sent to the household this morning, Lee. Uh, keep your emails coming to nodunks at theathletic.com. And again, we'll uh, you'll hear from us this weekend. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, All-Star Saturday Night Predictions coming during that Saturday live show podcast. Embrace the weekend, people. You could stay.